Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com and use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit. Endo decoded report, personalized cannabinoid and terpene suggestion, endo aligned product matching in your state, suggested dosage guidelines, and optimum methods of administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeka soft gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeka Unwind created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. Hi, I'm Thomas Howard. You can find me by Googling Cannabis Lawyer and then clicking on my website, CannabisIndustryLawyer.com. It's an online resource for all your questions about how to lawfully operate your cannabis businesses. And today we have a really interesting topic that's gaining in popularity because of how big the hemp industry is getting. How do you safely and lawfully transport that hemp? Well, that's what we're gonna to discuss today. You're going to want to stick around to the end because that's where I have a B-side that's going to show you this really cool graphic that you can use in plotting your hemp's trajectory from your state to its destination state. But also, you'll learn what smell drug dogs are searching for when they smell your hemp. Spoiler alert, drug dogs will also alert for hemp. If you have any questions for your hemp company, leave them in the comments and I will respond to them. And if you enjoy this content, give us a thumbs up. It really helps more people discover this type of content that they can use to help safely navigate their cannabis business. So let's turn to the things your company needs to safely transport its industrial hemp. First, have a plan. Put it into a folder. Now I know that's a cop-out. Everybody has a plan. When you went into the hemp industry, your plan was, I'm gonna grow cannabis and make money. That's a good plan. But because cannabis is a highly regulated industry, it really makes a lot of financial sense to cross your T's and dot your I's. And that's why you hire cannabis lawyers like myself, and they will put together a package for you so that when you're shipping your hemp, it's gonna show the law enforcement officers, God forbid they should stop you and pull you over, it's gonna show them everything in that shipment is lawful. Remember, dogs don't work when it comes to industrial hemp. So you need a plan, and that plan should be in a folder that goes with the shipment. What if the shipment is not being actually hauled in a truck filled with hemp, but instead it's being mailed via freight in that instance, this package would be smaller. It should still come with the shipment. It may just be truncated to letter to law enforcement uh, and then also certificates of analysis 
and maybe like a receipt that shows that the buyer is the buyer. The most important thing in your package is going to be the notice to law enforcement authorities from your attorney that says, dear law enforcement who has impounded my shipment of industrial hemp, please be advised that pursuant to, and that's where it gets legal easy, we talk about the farm bill and how it is not only lawful to have industrial hemp, but it is unlawful to stop the intrastate transport of that hemp. If you are going to go from one state until the other state, the farm bill says that's all right. There are still a few states that do not recognize industrial hemp and they treat all cannabis as if it is prohibited marijuana. The notice to law enforcement authorities explains to the law enforcement that has stopped your shipment, why it is compliant with state law, why it is compliant with federal law. The, the law enforcement authorities may not care too much and then call for the, uh, uh, the drug dogs to come and see if they alert to give them cause to search your Man, what are, what are you gonna ship this in? Not a U-Haul truck, but a large, maybe not a semi, maybe a semi, uh, commercial vehicle in which you are shipping your industrial hemp. Remember, drug dogs don't work. That's why we have COAs. What's a COA? A COA is a certificate of analysis from a licensed testing facility. Many of these testing facilities will actually be approved by the particular state in which they operate. Let's first talk about the two terpenes that drug dogs are actually smelling for. Because THC, much like CBD, whether it's acid variety of THCA or it's decarboxylated variety of Delta 9 THC, which is the key element for industrial hemp, these are tasteless, odorless, chemical substances. The drug dog's nose is quite good, but they are not smelling for THC or CBD. What they are actually smelling for is one of two terpenes. One of those terpenes is pinene. Pinene is the thing that gives the marijuana or the hemp cannabis that pine tree-like smell. Pinene comes in an alpha or beta type variety. Pinene, like the name suggests, arose from pine cones, pine trees, coniferous, Coniferous? Conifers. That's what it did. From conifers that smell like pine trees, but it could also be in rosemary, basil, orange peel, those types of piney scents. The dogs are smelling for that, and they are prevalent not only in marijuana, but also in industrial hemp. Same goes for the second terpene, carophylline. Carophylline is a peppery terpenoid that is found in black pepper, and it is responsible for that peppery, spicy smell that the marijuana or the industrial hemp often has. Both pinene and carophylline might be listed on the COA, which stands, of course, again, for the certificate of analysis that you received from the testing facility that certified what was in that hemp. So besides the notice to law enforcement authorities, I also like to have as an attachment the COA for the hemp being shipped. The notice to law enforcement authorities and the COA, that should go into your package, along with a few other documents that I like to put in just to make sure that the law enforcement has been given the complete roadmap as to why you are lawfully in compliance with your shipment. What goes into a good COA? A good COA is not all that different in law than an affidavit. You are making a certificate, a certification, a promise that what 
you are representing is in the hemp is literally what's there. A COA is a business record by this testing facility when they performed an analysis on that industrial hemp and then promised that according to their tests, those tests hopefully were high pressure lipochromatography, that the hemp was comprised of so many cannabinoids. And those cannabinoids will be listed on the COA. Not all of the cannabinoids of the 113 will be listed. Mostly you're going to see your Delta 9 THC. You might also see your total THC, THCA, CBDA, CBD, total CBD, CBG, CBN. Those are the ones that I usually see on a COA. Out of all the 113 cannabinoids, just about those five or six will be shown. And the only one that matters, according to Johnny Law, is Delta 9 THC. Provided that number, and it always is, lower than 0.3%, it is industrial hemp. A good COA won't just stop there. A good COA, and you might want to explain this to the law enforcement uh, officer that has called for the dogs, the terpenoid profile of the industrial hemp may also be given on very, very high quality COAs. But the COAs that are of excellent quality don't just stop there. They also then go and do the heavy metal spectrum analysis of the uh, industrial hemp being shipped. At least they should. Otherwise, you're going to have the problem that Normal has written on for their uh, letter to the FDA regarding uh, the public comment period for CBD. There's a lot of public confusion for the law enforcement officers. Those law enforcement officers are so confused that we're gonna talk about planning your route, but it doesn't even matter. Oftentimes, even in states where industrial hemp is legal and the, the shipment is going from the uh, cultivation, the fields, to the processing, the, the factory, within the same state, shipments are being pulled over, like in tobacco country, particularly. The problem that really happened was when a shipment to Colorado from Oregon passed through Idaho and got stopped. That was Blue Sky Scientific. Well, that shipment is still uh, either impounded or it is subject to a court proceeding over in the Ninth Circuit, and I'm not sure exactly where it stands. They should allow the hemp to continue to its destination pursuant to the Farm Bill. Here's the problem as to why it might not. We have a law, but we don't have any regulations carrying that law into effect. However, we still have a law. We still have the prohibition against states impeding the interstate transport of industrial hemp. Why does it matter if your state also allows industrial hemp? Simply because there's a vacuum when it comes to the federal law. It doesn't mean that anybody can have industrial hemp. Those that want to have it still have to be in compliance with the pilot program that was introduced by the 2014 Farm Bill or by a state law. So here in Illinois, it is a state law that they have to be compliant with. Let's say that you don't have in-state product yet. You have to get your hemp uh, from, from Montana, from Oregon, from uh, tobacco country or Wisconsin. Because of that interstate transport, you have to make sure that you have the right registration or license in the state of Illinois. Therefore, if you have a package for shipping your hemp in Illinois, it is a good idea to make sure that a copy of the license to either cultivate or process industrial hemp is in the plan for your transportation. Just in case you get pulled over, then the letter to law enforcement can reference the 
appropriate state license that the producer or the shipper has, and then also the federal law, and then undermine the false positive that the dogs are going to give, and then of course provide the contact information for your lawyer. Now in Illinois, any agent of either a licensed industrial hemp cultivator or a registered industrial hemp processor is authorized to have possession of that hemp, provided they are an agent of the licensed entity. In your package is a good idea to show that agency relationship. Perhaps they're an employee, perhaps they're operating pursuant to some type of contract. Either way, you want to make sure that the shipment is lawful at the state level because the federal level looks to the state to say whether or not it is in compliance. And then also, you have to explain to the law enforcement authorities, perhaps even in your own state, that what you have is actually industrial hemp. There have been a lot of reports from Virginia, from Tennessee, from the Carolinas of cops stopping shipments that were going in-state only. Even in-state transportation of industrial hemp is something that you should insulate by having the right plan together for your transport. So when you use this cool website to plan your route, let's do that B-roll and I'll just read it. Okie dokie, here it is. Uh, it's the ncsl.org research backslash ag backslash, I would better put a link to this in the page that this has. But if you scroll down, you can actually see the map. So these are the states that you absolutely should avoid. I uh, probably didn't, wouldn't even ship to them. However, they do say that these products are legal in all 50 states. Now, that might only be because of the Farm Bill and then they're using uh, the Supremacy Clause. But all these non-purple states are, uh, as they say, does not allow cultivation of hemp plan accordingly, but just because a state is purple doesn't mean that law enforcement won't stop your shipment of hemp flour. And finally, the most important thing is to not drive stupid, as everybody already understands. Uh, check whatever truck you're going to be driving. Make sure that all of its lights work. Don't go over the speed limit. Don't drive drunk. Don't drive angry. Don't drive stupid. You're going to get there safely. The problem is, you never know who else is on the road. They may cause an accident. And if that happens, and the smell of all the industrial cannabis that you're lawfully shipping arouses the intention of law enforcement officers, you're gonna have a package and be ready to calmly explain to that officer what you're doing is perfectly legal at both the state and the federal level, and those dogs that have just alerted are only smelling terpenes, which if you look at the COA, may actually already be provided for. Thanks for joining me on this episode, and remember, hemp is legal, but sure as shit ain't as legal as tomatoes or rutabagas. Therefore, make sure that all your company's paperwork is in order and your shipment will make it to where it needs to go safely. Good luck on your cannabis business, and for more videos like these, subscribe to our channel, and tune in every Wednesday for cannabis legalization news or visit me at CannabisIndustryLawyer.com to discuss your cannabis.